You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Episode number 52 of that one time on tour is brought to you by the band Black Cat Manor. Black Cat Manor is a hardcore punk band from Freeport, Illinois. Since their creation in 2013, Black Cat Manor has released three EPs, two music videos, and had their song Hellfire featured on FX's American Horror Story Cult. Check out Black Cat Manor at facebook.com forward slash Black Cat Manor Band, or you can get all the links for everything Black Cat Manor at blackcatmanorband.com. You can also check them out on an upcoming episode of that one time on tour where I will be highlighting unsigned bands. Now here it is, their new single, Evidence to Burn.
Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Hey, this is Felicia Swinney, and you're listening to That One Time on Tour. Hey guys, this is Felicia Swinney. Welcome to that one time on tour. I am your host, Felicia Swinney. You're my co-host. I'm your host. Oh, you're hosting. Okay. Yeah. She's taking over the show, guys. I'm the host and we're uh, doing something a little different this time. I will be interviewing yeah. our, my husband, I guess. and Conversation. Uh, uh, we're just doing a little conversation. I will be reading out some questions of the viewers and um, viewers, <laughs> the, listeners. The, the listeners. It's Sorry, okay. she's new. The, she's new to the podcasting the listeners. game. Yeah. Uh, I will be uh, reading your questions and asking Chris, and uh, we'll just go from there. That's that's great. And as always, I am your normal host, Chris Swinney. <laughs> Back with another stellar conversation with my wife, <laughs> Felicia Swinney. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, uh, you guys wrote in, you hit me up on Instagram, you sent voicemails, and you had questions. This is the year anniversary episode number 52. So we don't have a guest this week. I mean, we have a guest. My wife is here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Hello. But she's going to be asking the questions that you guys sent in. So before we get to the questions, we need to take care of a little bit of business um, you guys need to check out my sponsors at the beginning. You heard about rockabilly.com. So make sure you go check them out. They're an amazing place. I also want to tell you about artistflags.com. They make amazing scrims and backdrops for bands. So check them out. Go hit Cody up over at artistflags.com. I need to tell you about permanence tattoo gallery. Uh, my buddy Jacob owns permanence tattoo gallery. He's going to be on the show in the future he did uh, a tattoo on my beautiful wife. He just did some tattoos on me as well. It's a great shop. It's over in Anderson, Indiana. So check them out. They are on Instagram and Facebook, Permanence Tattoo Gallery. And I think that's uh, that's all the sponsors. So uh, before we get into this, make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms. It's at T-O-T-O-T Podcast. If you want to become a sponsor like the band at the beginning, you can hit me up, T-O-T-O-T Podcast at gmail.com review rate subscribe all that good stuff wherever you listen to podcasts and uh that's it so now we're gonna we're gonna jump in we're gonna start answering your questions and i've probably got some questions for my wife as well so uh you guys hear me talk about her all the time on the show so she is now on the show and uh i'm gonna give it to you now you've got these awesome questions from the listeners so let's go for it all right so our first question is from felix from north dakota um, they want to know what bands influence you to learn guitar. 
Well, there's only really one band that influenced me to learn guitar, and you probably know this. Metallica. Metallica, <laughs> yeah. Um, I It was crazy. I was really young. It's like six or seven, maybe eight years old, and I got uh, Master of Puppets on, on cassette, and it was life-changing. I thought it was my own little little secret like they've recorded it for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my buddy I told this story before on the podcast my buddy Joey and I <clears throat> we were really into Metallica and, and we had like anthrax and all these different tapes and we had a little shoebox of tapes and two or three days it would spin at my house and then two or three days he'd take it we we didn't realize yet that you could copy the tapes mm-hmm. so we'd like we would we would share like shared custody of our little box of metal <laughs> but uh yeah it would it totally you know the way that James Hetfield plays and writes songs and and it just it influenced me and it taught me basically I took lessons for a while but I wasn't really feeling the teacher he was kind of stupid <laughs> and so I just my dad got me a bunch of tablature books for the for the albums and I learned how to play all the riffs and if it wasn't for Metallica I would not play guitar there's a lot of other bands too I mean like I love Skid Row when I was growing up and I didn't like a lot of the hair metal stuff, but I, I, I love Skid Row. I love Guns N' Roses. And uh, when I was probably 12 or 13, I found Bad Religion and I found The Misfits and I found No Effects. And then I, I went down the punk rabbit hole and I, I kind of never came back from that. And let's just say that your dad was your biggest fan. My dad and was my supporter. biggest fan. Yeah, we went to see, <laughs> he took me to see Metallica when I was like 11 years old. And the cult opened up. It was on the Justice Tour. And uh, it was crazy. We left there. And he's like, what were those those amps with the shiny covers on them? And I'm like, oh, those are Mesa Boogies. He's <laughs> like, well, we got to get you a Mesa Boogie. So, like, my dad didn't, I don't know. Like, most dads would think it would be, you know, go be a lawyer, go be a doctor, get a good job. But my dad's like, oh, you want to play music? I'm going to be your bank, pretty much. Absolutely. <laughs> so you can do whatever you want. And, I mean, it worked out for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing music in, in certain ways. <laughs> I know, I know. We all wish that Phil was still here with us. Yes, uh, rest in peace to my dad. I love my dad. He was uh, he was the best guy in the world. And I, if I can be half the man and half the father that he was, I'll be stoked. So you're an amazing. Father. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's accolades time on on the on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Metallica did it for me, and they still do it for me. And yeah. I've been on, you know a couple Metallica podcasts as a guest talking about my love for Metallica and it never changes. Like when, when Silas, Silas is our son. I, I lay with Silas while he's going to sleep at night and nine times out of 10, when I'm on my phone on YouTube while he's going to sleep, I'm watching Metallica videos. <laughs> I know. I hear you from the other room. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's either, it's either Metallica videos or uh, mixing podcast tutorials Mm-hmm. or Alice in Chains, which is an- another band. Okay, I can't I can't leave that out. Alice in Chains, as well as Soundgarden, not yeah, Soundgarden and Silverchair. Now, I'll tell you right now, Alice in Chains, of course, they're amazing. You got you kind of got into them a little more. You're younger than me, but mm-hmm. you're watching Unplugged, and you're like, wow, I've never... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I never thought I would like these guys, and mm-hmm. then you got into them. Yeah. But Silverchair is another band, and I've mentioned them on the show. Daniel Johns or any of the guys from Silverchair are a dream guest for me. They, they were my age and they had like a multi-platinum selling record in the United States. They're from Australia. So when I saw them, I was like, oh, well, if they can do it little, I mean, they're better songwriters than I am, but (laughs) I was like, if they're my age and they're on MTV, I can totally do it. So yeah, Metallica number one, but then a lot of other kind of grunge type nineties bands did it for me. 
Pearl Jam as well. I love Pearl Jam. Okay. Good, good job. That was the first question. <laughs> Who was that? Felix from North Dakota? Felix. Felix, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope I answered your question well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our next question is from Rachel from New Jersey. Okay. And her question is, what is your favorite country you have been to? Been to a lot of them. Uh, there's, there's different favorites for different reasons. Uh, I talk on the podcast all like at length about my love for South Africa. I just, I don't know. It was, it was such a fun tour when we were there. The people were great. We had an amazing road crew. We had like our handlers, you know, quote unquote handlers were the nicest people ever. The food was great. It was just a life changing experience because, you know, people go to England, people go to Mexico. No one goes to South Africa. And I want to go back there super bad. I want to take you and the kids and, and show you guys how great it is there. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, you and I share Costa Rica. Yes. Because I know you, why don't you tell them a little bit about your, you know, you went to Costa Rica and just kind of backpacked around, right? Uh, yeah. I was like, um, I think I was 22, 23. And I, um, I just quit my job and uh, packed up all my stuff and just booked a flight it was my first flight that i've ever took in i've never first flight was an international flight (laughs) i never been out of the country or on a flight in general and i just um i packed up everything and said i was moving to costa rica and my family was terribly mad at me but it was something that i just had to do and i did it and it was the best experience of my life. And um, one of the worst, because what, what happened? One of the worst, but um, I spent about two months down there. I uh, I took a bus and traveled all over the country, um, stayed at a bunch of hostels, and then I got super sick, so I had to come home. You got uh, dengue fever. Yeah, the mosquitoes got the best of me. <laughs> Uh, so I came home and, um, I laid in bed for like a month and then I got better and, um, I don't regret anything though. It was the best thing I could have done. And for all of you young people out there, travel and, yeah, definitely. and, uh, don't regret anything and just go for it. See Costa Rica for me, I, I was down there <clears throat> playing a couple of times and then, uh, I went down there just on a vacation and uh, I had never really driven in another country, but I rented a car and drove all over the place. And there's no street signs <laughs> anywhere. Can you imagine being on a public bus down there? I was on. A, I, I've done did that you, before. Did yeah. you do the bus? Too? Well, no, I did. A, I did a public bus in Ecuador, which mm-hmm. is another country that I love. I took a, a public bus. <laughs> That's a funny story too. We'll switch to Ecuador. So yeah, I took a public bus, and it was kind of probably what your experience was, but. uh, there were chickens and goats on the bus and I was, I was going to Otavalo, which is up in the uh, kind of up in the mountains from Quito, Ecuador. And it was only like $3 for the bus ride. It was crazy. Yeah. But, uh, every time they would stop in like a little village or a little town, people would get on the bus and try to sell you stuff. And like, they'd have like Cokes or, or, or orange slices or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I, I just remember from that ride, it was like a two or three hour ride and they had a little crappy black and white television and they were showing the rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage and it was in Spanish. Nice. So it might've not been like a public transit, but it was one of those, you know, inter-country. Yeah, we didn't have TVs on our bus. Well, I mean, this was a shitty bus, but <laughs> they had, they had some entertainment, but yeah, it was, uh, 
Ecuador is wonderful, but Costa Rica, I've got you and I both. I think we'll end up there at some point. Yeah, uh, peace of my heart is there. <laughs> but then you've also got, I mean, the Eastern Bloc countries over in Europe that people don't really get to very often. I spent a, I spent some time in Prague over in the Czech Republic, and man, it was, I don't know, like I, I've told this story before as well. But my friend, friend Rob, who used to tour manage for the Ataris, we went to went to the Czech Republic together, and like an hour out of the airport. We're walking down the Charles Bridge, which is this big medieval bridge made out of stone that goes into the city center. And there's a string quartet playing Master of Puppets Mm -hmm. on the bridge. It's a very metal city, Prague. It's medieval. They have like a 600-year-old clock in the middle of town. And and there's a castle, like a Prague castle. Like it's, I love stuff like that. Anything that's a little bit out of the ordinary, like I've been all over the world, but those places really did it for me in Prague. The food there is crazy. The one thing I don't like about the food in Prague is they put horseradish on everything. Hmm. So you have to tell them. I found out three days in. It's like, oh, if I just tell you no horseradish, they'll look at you funny, but then they won't do it. Like anything, uh, name any food that you enjoy. uh, Well, I mean, oysters. Oysters. And you need horseradish on oysters. Name a food that doesn't have horseradish normally. (laughs) Cheeseburgers. Yeah, they would put it on cheese. I had a cheeseburger like at McDonald's. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's one thing. Every country I've ever been to, and this sounds really, really stupid, and people make fun of me, but most countries in the world have a KFC. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, you know, try something that feels like home, you go find the KFC. And I made it my my goal to try KFC in every country I went to. And I've had KFC in, did we have it in Jamaica? Yes, we did. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I've, had, I've had it in almost, almost every country. There were a couple odd countries in South America that didn't have it. And I think a couple in Europe that didn't have it. But uh, they all taste the same. Yeah. I mean, the KFC in Ecuador tasted just like the KFC in Muncie, Indiana. And it tasted just like the KFC in Prague. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that started actually when I was in Prague because it was like three in the morning and Rob and I were walking around kind of jet lagged and messed up and, and hungry. And the only thing open was Taco Bell or KFC. And I was like, well, I'm not going to Taco Bell. So <laughs> Well, you've always been a fan of KFC, so. I am. And now that I'm on this keto <laughs> diet, I can't have it. No KFC. Yeah. We are the keto couple right now. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so those are some countries that I really, really like. And I mean... I always find something cool about every country that I go to, but those are the ones that I love the best. So, all right. Ra- Rachel from New Jersey. Yes. Thank you, Rachel, for your question. I appreciate that. Okay. So, we are moving on. Question three What is your favorite tattoo and least favorite tattoo? And this is from. Mosh. Moshe. Moshe. Yeah, he's I'm he's so hit me sorry. up a couple of times. He he's a he's a listener out of Israel. Moshe from Israel. Yeah. So what is your favorite tattoo and least favorite tattoo? Well, it, it always seems like my favorite is my most recent tattoo. It, it so it changes, but if I I'm not gonna use that because I just got, you know, the kids' names on my hands and whatnot. But uh my favorite tattoo is probably my tiger mm-hmm. on my knee. Just because I think it looks pretty cool. It does. <laughs> I don't know. It just, um, <clears throat> I never thought I'd get my kneecap tattooed, but it, I did and I like it. So shout out to Shauncee down in Pensacola for doing that for me. But uh, yeah, I love that. I've, I love a lot of my tattoos. I love uh, my hand tattoos are pretty cool. I've always liked those a lot. But anything that to do with my kids, 
I like, even though these aren't done great. Mm. <laughs> I still really, really like them. But uh, I love tattoos. But yeah, probably my knee. My knee is my my most favorite. And least favorite. I have two least favorites. <laughs> Do you want to guess what my least favorites are? Well, I would guess your flames on my your My 50s leg. hot rod flames on my <laughs> on my right leg. Yeah, I'm going to get those covered up. They're, I got them when I was 19. They're pretty bad. <laughs> when I was 19, I had me and uh, the two guys in my band, Chronic Chaos, they were brothers. And we all had 71 Novas, like muscle cars. Mm-hmm. And people would like call us Nova Chaos because we all had Novas. And we, we had license plates, C Chaos 1, C Chaos 2, C Chaos 3. I had to be C Chaos 3 because they were brothers. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we, my band back then, the funny thing about this was uh, back then when we were playing, they had, like we were into muscle cars and like, you know, flames and, and hot rods and stuff like that. But there was this local store in Marion, Indiana called Daddio's and they sold like, you know, hipster bowling shirts. Back then they weren't hipster, I guess. But like anybody that's seen the movie uh, Swingers, it was kind of like how those dudes dressed. You yeah. know, They wanted to be in the 50s and they wanted to sponsor the band. They came and saw the band and they wanted to sponsor. So I'm like, well, and I didn't know what a sponsorship was back then. And they're like, well, we don't want to give you any money, but we'll give you guys like $300 each to spend in the store. So we got bowling shirts and I got shoes and the shoes had a little compartment where you could put your weed and like, (laughs) and we thought it was really cool. And like we were walking billboards for that, for that store because every show we played, we looked like we were on the set of swingers. And mind you, this was when I was 19, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So the shirt, the one of the shirts that I had had like the blue fifties hot rod flames. And one day I was working at this record store called karma records and, uh, it was a it was a clusterfuck. They they had a record store, uh, a beauty salon, a restaurant called Karma Cafe, and a tattoo shop in the same little like building in Marion, <laughs> Indiana. It was a one stop shop, and there was a guy there that tattooed. His name was Troy, and uh, one day when I was getting off work, he's like, "Dude, I want to do a tattoo on you," and I'm like, "And I only had like three at that point. Like I was a baby." You know, hmm. and I said, well, I don't know what I want. I used to think about it a lot more than I do now. I just get tattooed. I don't care. But mm-hmm. uh, back then I was tried to put thought into it. That was probably my first time I didn't put thought into it because I had that bowling shirt on that had the blue hot rod flames. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, let's just do flames around your leg. And I was like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. cool. Well, and the thing is, it might look better if like it was finished. <laughs> but like a week later, he left and mm-hmm. never came back. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's, it's been on my body since I was 19. That's been a long time. I remember time. drawing those flames on my binder in middle school. <laughs> there you go. See? So you had a, you had a period where you liked the flames as well. Yes. Yes. I understand. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my least favorite. I also really don't like my Indiana tattoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were on tour in Toledo, Ohio, which is funny. I got a, I got an Indiana tattoo in Ohio while I was on tour. <laughs> We were, at, we were at this place, I think it was called Frankie's at the University of Toledo, and we were backstage and this kid came up, not kid, I guess he was probably a little younger than me, but he said, hey man, I'm a huge fan, huge Atari's fan. And I'm like, thanks man. And he goes, I, I do tattoos down the street. Mm. And I said, well, that's cool. He goes, you got a lot of tattoos. I'm like, yeah. He's like, can I give you a tattoo? <laughs> and it's, it's, I was like, well, I want to look at your book or whatever. And so like he showed me on his phone, like a bunch of tattoos he'd done and they looked really good. So spur of the moment 
maybe a little bit of alcohol involved. I don't know. But I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. So 20 minutes later, I had an outline of Indiana on my ribs and it's all blown out and fucked up <laughs> and I'm kind of over it. So eventually Jacob actually over at permanence, we're going to, we're talking about a stomach piece and a chest piece and we're going to, we're going to cover it up. So. Well, that's going to be fun. I have had people before that are like, no, you should just get it finished and then add everything that makes Indiana famous, like a corn cob and, and a race car and, and Larry Bird. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Although, I mean, that might be funny. I don't know. Yeah. Like that show on MTV that how far is tattoo far? Yeah, we don't indulge in that, but we've seen the preview. No, I'm just saying like I would be horrible on that show because if someone's like, oh, I want you to get... Pokemon, you know, arm it. wrestling <laughs> an Avenger. I'd be like, okay, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. That's the way you are. You wouldn't even see it anyway. No. <laughs> I wouldn't tattoos. even notice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was that was Moshe yes. from Israel. Um I've not been to Israel. I would love to go there. So Moshe, maybe if we get over that way, you can show us around. So thanks a lot, man. Yes. Yeah, sorry I said your name wrong. That's okay. I, the only reason I really know <laughs> is because when I worked at the hangout in Gulf Shores, Alabama, the head of security was named, well, they said Moses. And I was like, well, it's not spelled like that. And he goes, no, I just tell people that because they can't say my name, but his name was Moshe. So I had a friend named Moshe. That's why I knew. And I'm the smartest man alive. That's why. No. Okay. So, so let's go to the on next to the one. Next yeah, let's go to the next question. Okay. So... We are going to a question from Ryan in Arizona. Ryan in Arizona. What's up, Ryan? What is your favorite Metallica album or s- and song? And Sorry. song. Ugh. Well, my favorite album fluctuates between Master of Puppets and, and Justice for All. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you the reason. I mean, if you really want to know the reason... Master of Puppets is a, is a, it's a masterpiece. The songs are wonderful. There's nothing wrong. It's a perfect record, but justice is so progressive and weird. I mean, there's a song that has like nine time signatures. Like it's just like they, <clears throat> I heard an interview with James the other day and like, he says, you know, I don't know what we were trying to do on justice. We were trying to kill ourselves because now we're, you know, it's 30 or 40 years later and we, <laughs> we can barely play the song. So um, I will say Master of Puppets did it for me when I was learning guitar, even though I couldn't play much of it. I could play some of it. Yeah. But Justice, even now, like the other day, one of my students wanted to learn this song called Dyer's Eve, which is one of the th- fastest, thrashiest songs. And I'm trying to teach him this song and I can barely, pl- I can even barely pull off a bad version of the actual part. Mm-hmm. And he's this, it's Gus. Gus, if you're listening. <laughs> Gus, and Gus did better hey, than Gus. I did. Gus did better than I did at the song. And he's... 14 or 15 years old. So guess is awesome. But yeah, so those are my two favorite. What was favorite song? Yes. Huh. Favorite song. I will say that I'll say my favorite song on each one of those records. Uh, my favorite song on master of puppets is it's kind of weird. It's the instrumental song. It's, it's called uh, Orion. It, it has this mm-hmm. little middle section that cliff Burton, their, their bass player that passed away back in 1986. He wrote the whole part and did all the layers. It's almost like, Imagine a metal band and then Beethoven. It's the craziest thing ever. I just, 
the other day I hadn't played that song for, for years and I, I busted it out and I, now I'm like, oh, I can play these leads I couldn't play when I was 15 because now I'm a better <laughs> guitar player. Yeah. But that's my favorite on that one. I mean, all of them are great, but I love that. On Justice, I'm going to say, just because it's so insane, uh, probably Freight Ends of Sanity is really, really good. I, I was I was teaching Gus that the other day. Mm-hmm. Gus and I just hang out and geek out on Metallica at guitar lessons. It's, it's really <laughs> cool. I like it. So those are my favorite, yeah. And I, if you you didn't ask, but my least favorite is Saint Anger, and uh, I don't ever listen to that record ever. But I understand why they did it, so I give them respect. But I I can't do it. Okay, okay. So our next question is from Jane. Wait, before oh. we do that, who was that that asked that? Um, Ryan from Arizona. Ryan from Arizona. Shout out to Ryan. Thank you for listening. Okay. Our next question is from Rodney in Florida. Rodney's a, is a buddy of mine. Yeah. Rodney's a patron. So shout out to Rodney for being a patron. You guys can go over to patreon.com forward slash TOTOT podcast to get more involved. All right. So Rodney wants to know if you could ask a dead entertainer three questions what and who would that be? So who the who would the celebrity or entertainer be and what would the questions be? Yes. I would a dead entertainer. Man, that's a good question. I'm just going to stay with Metallica cuz I love him so much. Mm-hmm. It would be Cliff because I mean, he was a bass player but the guy was a genius. Like they already kind of think of him this way, but I think as time goes on in the legacy of that band, he's just as good as Beethoven or Bach or any of those guys. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think I would ask him, I, I don't know if it would be like an actual, there'd be some questions, but I, I'd really want to like, I would want to know his process for how he writes the things that he writes, how he chooses harmonies and how he chooses melodies because his phrasing and everything that he's done, especially on Master of Puppets, but there's stuff on Ride the Lightning, Kill Em All. He does a bass solo, an entire song on their debut record mm-hmm. called Anesthesia Pulling Teeth, which is the most insane thing you've ever heard. I think it would just be, what is your process? Do you just just sit and jam or is there like a way that you put stuff together? And I would probably... I would ask him if, you know, if there is an afterlife, is he jamming with like other cool people that died? <laughs> All right. I don't believe in an afterlife, but if there is one. You would hope he'd be Well, and I mean, I always, I always say this too. I think I've told, said this to you. If hell exists, the band's a lot better than the one in heaven. Because mm. <laughs> all the people that did the bad shit were the really good musicians. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be Cliff Burton and it would be, basically a million questions about his craft and his even, even like how he approaches music theory. Is it very mathematical kind of like it is with me or is it more just jamming? Like I'd have a million questions, but it would, it would be cliff. All right. And you have two more, two more. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, two more questions on that. No, 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 no. I I thought, I thought he said three more dead entertainers. No, no. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> thank you rodney in florida i appreciate that rodney's a good guy he listens all the time and hits me up okay so our ne- next question is from jamie in scotland scotland what's up jamie okay they want to know what is your favorite 
and least favorite show ever played. Okay. That's a lot of shows. Um, one of my favorite shows that I ever played, and I mean, this was this was actually pretty cool. We, uh, <laughs> this is a funny story. So we did this big festival called Bamboozle out in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I think this was in 2008 or 2009. I can't remember. It's 2009. And um, we were playing on the main stage and it was bands like, it was No Doubts Reunion Show and <clears throat> Fall Out Boy was playing and like all these crazy bands, Sum 41, Taking Back Sunday. It was a massive, it was a giant stadium. It was like 100,000 people. It was mm -hmm. insane. And they used to do that festival every year. I don't think they do it anymore. But uh, the night before we played the main stage, there was a thing called the Hoodwink Festival. And we actually, that's where bands would cover like famous, other famous bands sets. So like we did a Misfits set Bayside did no effects and, and anti-flag did the clash. Like it was a really, really cool thing. It was like a mini festival where bands covered each other's songs before the big festival. Yeah. And this was just such a weird stretch of, of time. We'd been on tour for like seven weeks before we got to the East coast and uh, we got a holiday in right next, like pretty close to giant stadium. And <clears throat> we got all settled in. We went and played that night uh, the hoodwink festival where we did the misfits set and we hung out for a while afterwards and it started raining. So we went back to the hotel and we always parked, we were in a van at this point. It was a smaller tour. So it wasn't like a lot of money or anything, but we parked the van up against like this embankment and there was like a telephone pole. So no one could get the equipment, you know, and we went to sleep, woke up the next day. And I remember Brian and I walked out to the van. It was probably 8 a.m. Because we had, I think we had a 10 a.m. sound check or 11 a.m. sound check. And we went to the van and we got in the van. And I noticed really quickly that there were T-shirts flown everywhere in the van. Yeah. And it, someone broke into the van at night. And here's what they did. They took my brand new camcorder. Uh-oh. I had just bought because we were going overseas and I wanted to get some stuff. They, I think they stole a cell phone, maybe, maybe a laptop. I can't remember, but they didn't touch my 1978 custom Gibson Les Paul. <laughs> they didn't touch Brian's base. They, they wow. took, a, they didn't touch like this big money box we had of like merch money, Weird. but they took, they took some stuff that was worth something, but if they would have just spent a little more time, they could have really made some yeah. money. So that was kind of an odd thing. So, but then this is why this is such a cool story and why it's my favorite show. Not only was it massive and it was like the biggest stage I'd ever been on in my life, but that morning, like the, the night before, okay, here's where it is. The night, there was actually a day between those festivals, I think. Mm -hmm. So we had Jake, our drummer at the time, who was 16, he was nominated as prom king. Mm-hmm but he'd been on the road like doing homeschool and sending homework back because we were on tour, but he was nominated for prom King and he wanted to go to prom. So he flew home on the day off to go to prom one prom King woke up the next day, went to the airport, flew back to New Jersey. Brian and I went to go pick him up the newly crowned Ed Elwood high school prom King. Yeah. We played a show, one of the biggest shows I've ever played in my entire life and then right from that show, we had time to grab something to eat at catering and go to the airport. And then we flew to London. Wow. And that was all within like a 24-hour period. Chaos. Like flying to Indiana, win prom, fly back, play a huge, massive show, go to the airport, fly. It was, 
it was just very hectic. Mm-hmm. And I think the show, even though the show was so much fun, it was, it was great. And there were so many people there. It was insane. And so many great bands that I grew up listening to were playing that, uh, but the whole idea of, you know, we got, we got ripped off and then we, Jake went and won prom King. It was just a weird, a weird couple days. Yeah. So that's my favorite, I think. Okay. Least favorite. Um, I almost shit myself in Baltimore, <laughs> which is funny because I almost shit myself all the time. <laughs> but no, I uh, we were playing. I mean, it wasn't Baltimore. Maybe it was. No, it was Fletcher's. Yeah, Fletcher's in Baltimore. Baltimore also has the biggest rats you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Anybody out there from Baltimore? I'm not saying anything bad about your city, but you guys have big rats. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were playing Fletcher's. And Fletcher's, I don't even know if it still exists, but it was like there was the big stage and then you went up the stairway to get to the green room off of the stage. So the stage was kind of, you know, the green room was behind the stage and you could look out over the crowd from the green room and there was a bathroom up there. I'd been sick for like three or four days with flu, like really bad flu. Like it was a couple of days I almost had to not, I couldn't, I ended up playing, but it was not a good idea. Like I almost passed out. So I thought everything was good. We start playing. I don't remember what song we were playing, but there's like this big bridge where it kind of breaks and, and I've, I've got maybe a minute, a minute and a half where I don't have to do anything. And so I'm playing the song, the intro, and all of a sudden my stomach goes, and, I'm like, and like I knew right away that I had to, I had to go and I had to puke too. So I start puking. There's a trash can off the side of the stage. I'm still playing a guitar in the middle of the song and I'm just throwing up off the stage into this trash can. But then it got to the point where, okay, it's going to, the other is going to happen now. Oh man! So in that break, I was just waiting for that like 10 seconds more and I can just 10 seconds. And we got to the break. I put the guitar down, ran up the stairs, did my business as fast as I could, still kind of feeling gross and wanting to throw up, ran back down the stairs, grabbed my guitar and came right in at the end of the bridge. That's impressive. And then I was sick for another like two days and it kept going around. <laughs> I think Brian got sick and I think uh, some of the guys we were on the road with got sick. But yeah, that's my least favorite. Yeah. Even though it was pretty cool. It's I, understandable. I made it through. It was It was pretty bad. Yeah. So that was my least favorite, Fletcher's in Baltimore. But we played the auto bar in Baltimore a lot, and I, I love that city. I just didn't like that show. Yeah. Who was that? That was Jamie in Scotland. Jamie in Scotland. Shout out to Jamie. Thank you for the question. <laughs> okay, so our next one is from Julian in Canada. Julian, my buddy from Montreal. Okay. He he wants to know. It's a he, yes. <laughs> Favorite place ever to eat on tour in America? My favorite place to eat on tour, which I couldn't partake in currently if I was on tour, is In-N-Out Burger. Mm, I want to try that. Yeah. Uh, And everybody out there that probably gets sick of hearing about it from different people, but I live in the middle of the country. I don't live in Vegas. I don't live in San Diego, so I can't partake in in In-N-Out Burger, but it's... Mm. It's a wonderful burger place. If you guys have eaten at Five Guys, imagine Five Guys, but like 50 times better. <laughs> and the, the French fries are awesome. The burgers are awesome. And In-N-Out is really, really good. There's been a couple of times when I was out there and they have like the In-N-Out truck, like different like festivals and whatnot would be catered by the In-N-Out truck. Like it's, it's a big deal on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, there's been so many cool places that I've eaten on the road in South Africa. I was telling you, I think the other day we were in Cape town 
And uh, there's this place called the Cape Town Fish Market. And I had a, a squid steak, not like calamari, like an inch or two thick, like steak that was squid. That was really, really good. So anytime, anytime I'm in another country, I always try to eat something a little bit, I won't say weird, but like more, maybe more native to that country. Mm-hmm. Like prawns, when places I've been that have those big, like we saw on TV the other night. Yeah. I, I get those a lot whenever I can. I had a monkey burger when I was in Africa. The, which, okay, well, we're talking about America here. Oh, uh, we're talking about America. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> in and out And then there is also, it sounds really stupid, and I'm just going to say it, but when you're on the road, you don't have a lot of time, you don't want to spend a lot of money, Subway. Oh, Subway. I'm just saying it's easy. And it's good, and I don't feel like crap after I eat it. I don't know. I know that's probably lame. It's like Michael Scott saying his favorite New York pizza place is Sabaro. <laughs> but, yeah. And there's, there's other places, too. Like, we used to eat a lot of cool places. One one standby for us, and this is kind of funny, you know, there'd be three or four days, maybe a week, where we'd just eat truck stop crap and catering, whatever's at the place, pizza. And we'd always pop for a band meal at Applebee's or Chili's. There you go. Because <laughs> you'd feel kind of like, oh, well, this is like a real meal, even though it's kind of quality is not great. But yeah, so something like that. We always find cooler places as well. Like uh, there were a couple of Middle Eastern kind of like Greek type places where I had goat when I was in uh, Connecticut. It was really good. I can't remember the name of the place. But uh, when we had time, we would go to nice places and spend a little money. But nine times out of 10, it's beef jerky at the truck stop or subway. So, yeah. Okay. And if you've never been on the road, then you don't understand. <laughs> well, I would just like to say that our favorite food is sushi. Sushi, yeah. Chris and I love sushi. Sashimi. Sashimi. Yeah, we yes. don't like all the crap, the bells and whistles. We like the fish. Yes, get straight to the point. Uh, I will tell you that the one time in my life that I got sick from sushi was when uh rob and i were in vienna austria and you know you're in austria so you're thinking go get some sausage or or get some you know something like austrian german you know but we found a sushi place in vienna and we went there and it was a bad choice (laughs) i don't think i think that fish was like six months old but yeah (laughs) so yeah who was who was that again that was jamie uh no that was julian julian in montreal what's up julian oh i will say Julian's from Montreal, so you know all about this 99 cent pizza mm-hmm. on the street corners there in, in, in Montreal, as well as poutine. The only yeah. place in the world you can get the best poutine is Montreal. You can get it all over Canada. You can make it yourself. But yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> Speaking of poutine. So every time I would go to Canada, I'd always want to find poutine. Sometimes you can get it like McDonald's or somewhere. Like it's crazy. It's like mm-hmm. everywhere. I was on Warp Tour back in like 2002 and uh, this girl that liked the band knew that I liked poutine and she brought me this big like family size order of poutine to Warp Tour just to be nice because she liked the band and <laughs> I remember we were getting ready to go on stage I'm like oh this is awesome and I, saw, I started you know eating it and it was a bad idea because it was like 104 degrees and poutine is like the heaviest comfort food you've ever had in your life yeah and i i mean i yeah, it was bad i barely made it off stage i mean i was gonna throw <laughs> up because i mean if, imagine eating a pound of mashed potatoes and then playing a show in 100 degree heat it's not a good yeah idea. it's not easy at all but yeah so uh julian knows what's up with the poutine he's from montreal and i would also just like to say being from alabama that 
if you're ever in Alabama, go to Milo's. Milo's, yeah. Milo's is the best fast food restaurant in the world. I've got some listeners from down south. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they Milo's is kind of like the southern version of In and Out. I miss Milo's. You can't get it anywhere other than Alabama. I think up here in Indiana, you can get like Milo's tea. You can get Milo's sweet tea, but you, you cannot get, the get their burgers yeah. or their fries, which is very important. Cool. So uh, where are we at on the questions, babe? Okay, let's see here. Uh, we got Andy from Wisconsin. Andy from Wisconsin. What's up, Andy? All right. Andy wants to know, what is your favorite Atari song to play live? Or what was your favorite Atari song to play live? Um, well, there's a couple <laughs> that I'll say. I mean, playing Boys of Summer was a lot of fun because no matter where we were, if it was a festival or like if people didn't really know who we were, because we'd play shows where everybody liked us and was there for us. And we'd play other shows where we'd play that show and everybody would go fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, everybody wanted to hear that song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there were a couple of times on the road where, where Chris was like, well, let's not play boys of summer tonight. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, people are going to riot. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun to play just because of the reaction. We'd get like the energy from the crowd. But, uh, there were a couple other songs that were a lot of fun to play, like IOU One Galaxy, which is a really, really kind of faster punk song. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Just anything, all the really fast kind of, even some of the mid-tempo, but I, I always love the ones with more energy, like Takeoffs and Landings is a really, really cool song. And the the concept, the lyric, lyrically, the concept is about being on the road and takeoffs and landings. So yeah, like, that was a lot of fun. But if I had to pick a favorite, it would be Boys of Summer just because of the reaction we got. Okay. And least favorite? Um, was there a least or just favorite? Nope, just favorite. Because I don't think I had a least favorite. Right. I was just happy to be there. <laughs> okay. Is that it? That's it for Mandy. That's it for Mandy. Where's Mandy from? It's Andy. Andy. Oh, Andy from Wisconsin. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Andy, what's going on? Thank you, Andy, for that question. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to Fernando. Fernando. From Argentina. From Argentina. What's up, Fernando? All right, so. I think I know this question because Fernando has asked me this in the past. <laughs> this question is, why did you not show up with the Ataris on the last South American tour? Okay, so he's he's speaking of when I left the band. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ataris were going. We had just done Warp Tour. I'd been on the road for a couple months and I was really burnt out. I was really tired <laughs> and we were supposed to be home for like three days and then go to South America. And <clears throat> I didn't know if I wanted to quit or just take a break. I didn't really know what was going to happen, but there was some issues with passports. There were some issues with visas and it just came down to, I didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. And I had some some things at home that were kind of holding me here as far as family issues. And it just, it wasn't the right time. And I wasn't in the right frame of mind to go away after being away for the last two or three months. Just be home for three days and then go to South America. It just wasn't, it wasn't going to work for me. And so Chris had to go up to Chicago the day before we were supposed to fly out and like fix the issues with the passports and with the visas and I just never gave him my passport. <laughs> and it just kind of, I don't know. Like there were emails back and forth. We talked for a while. There was some animosity, but that went away. But yeah, so when they got down there, they didn't have time to get a replacement. They didn't really know what they were going to do. So they just played as a three piece for the entire tour. And 
I, I had a lot of friends in South America at the time. I still do on Facebook and I guess maybe MySpace back then. I'm not sure. And people were like, I went to the show and you weren't there. Why weren't you there? People thought I died and all kinds of stuff. And, but yeah, it was, uh, nothing bad happened. It, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to go. So Fernando, I apologize. I know you and I have spoken and, uh, hopefully we'll hang out sometime in the future. You can show me around. Yeah. <laughs> And no, no animosity. The Ataris are my buddies. I love them. I even played with them after that a little bit. It just, that one tour was kind of my breaking point. I wasn't in the headspace to do it. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Hope our, that's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Okay. okay. So our next question is from Scott in Australia. Okay. What's up, Scott? Scott is a patron. Oh. You guys could be cool patrons like Scott. <laughs> He wants to know, what is your top five live bands? Top five live bands. Well, my number one live band is not Metallica. It's Propagandi. Uh, speaking of Canada, we were talking earlier about yeah. Canada. Propagandi is amazing. They're another band that I didn't even mention in the beginning. I should have about playing guitar because they're one of my biggest influences on my guitar playing. But uh, they're from Winnipeg and they are amazing and if you've never seen them live you've never seen i mean music performed at that level that much energy that much technical prowess on their instruments they are they're another level like people just think they're a punk band they are not a punk band they're like a, a machine mm -hmm. so i will say propaganda is my number one how many did you want me to list five five shit okay <laughs> Um, t -t 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 most fun to see live, no effects. Mm -hmm. They're not very good live. <laughs> Sorry if you guys are listening, but they are so much fun to watch and fat mics on, on stage banter and everything is, is really cool. So they're in there. Uh, Metallica is in there even, you know, they're getting older, but they, they still throw it down. I mean, people are always like, how much longer can you do this? Like the Rolling Stones are in their eighties or whatever, but yeah, but Rolling Stones don't play master of puppets, you know, mm -hmm. it's, but so they're in there. I uh, will say hot water music live is stellar. Yeah. I love hot water music. I'm actually considering getting a hot water tattoo, which I'm sure I'll post on the Instagram if I ever get it. Yeah. But, uh, and Alexis on fire. Absolutely. Alexis on fire back in the day when I first met those guys, I will say live wasn't probably as good. Like still great band energy. It was crazy. But over the years as they've, you know, put out more albums and, and they've just, they're so tight and it's so good. The guitar work is amazing. Their bass player steel is just an insane dude when he's on stage. So yeah, so I'll say Lex on fire, hot water music, Metallica, no effects for the, the fun and the entertainment. And then Propagandi is the best band live, hands down, of any band in the world to me. Okay. That's it. There you go. You want to hear the, the, the worst live band I've ever seen? Sure. Blink-182. <laughs> Love those guys. Met them a couple times. No problems with them. But when I saw them <laughs> a few years back, fucking horrible. Not impressed. No. <laughs> but they're great musicians, great band. I just think they're having an off night. I don't know. Okay. Don't send me a bunch of fucking email because I said I didn't like how they played live. <laughs> You're going to have one of them on your See, that's going to be the problem because I'm going to get a hold of Mark or I'm going to get a hold of Travis or somebody. Hey, I'll uh -huh. be on the show. And then they'll someone will tell them that I was talking shit. Right now. Uh, I love Blink-182. I always have. They're wonderful people. 
I saw them live maybe 10, 12 years ago, and it was a fucking nightmare. So, but okay. I mean, believe me, I've had fucking nightmare shows as well. So I understand. <laughs> True. True. Like, like you saw me have a bad show. I've seen you have a bad show. <laughs> Not yeah. with the Ataris. No, no. Yeah, sometimes I have bad shows. <laughs> Everybody does. I'm human. Everybody's human. Okay. Okay, so that was, uh, who was that? Um, That was Scott. Scott from Australia. What's up, Scott? Okay. Thank you for your question. Oh, he also has another question. He has another question. Okay, Scott. All right. I'll give you two because you're a patron. <laughs> What was your biggest fanboy moment? Biggest fanboy moment? Yes. I mean, it goes back to Metallica. It, everything in my life goes back to Metallica. I don't know if that's it good or not. Sounds like it. Well, no, we, I met Metallica, I want to say late 90s. Yeah, early 2000s, late 90s. And it was this little kind of like room and James and Jason the bass player, Jason Newstead and James Hetfield, the singer were in this little room. We we're in there. We we're talking. And, uh, I just, it's that thing where you're getting ready to meet someone that you admire. Maybe they're not even famous, but somebody that you really, you know, you look up to or whatever. And you say, <clears throat> you say like, you know, you've got word vomit getting ready to come out that you don't want to sound like a dipshit, but yeah. you do. I went up to James and I was like, oh, you're the reason I play guitar. I love your band so much. You just, it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. And he was super, super cool. And uh, I remember he gave me a hug, which was weird because I, I didn't like offer the hug. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just shook my hand, but then he like kind of pulled me in and like did the hug thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was awesome. He, he doesn't have to be nice. And he was super nice. People always say, don't meet your heroes because they'll let you down. But I got to say, over the years, I've met James twice. I met Jason, and I also met Kirk. And those guys are the real deal. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about anybody's bullshit. Like, oh, they were a dick to me. Well, it's probably because you're a dick, because they were awesome. And I love them, and they're the reason that I play music in the first place. And But I was a fangirl. I mean, or fanboy, whatever you want to say. I was, <laughs> I was shaking. It was insane. Every time there, I, like I said, I've met James twice. I met Jason and I met Kirk different times and I was shaking, like literally thought I was going to pass out. And then even people make fun of me all the time. You make fun of me on yeah. the podcast. When, when, when somebody's on the podcast <laughs> that I, they like mean that much to me, mm -hmm. I try to play it cool. Like, Hey, this is my podcast and blah, blah, blah. But I, <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> You've heard me talk to people on the podcast that you can tell I'm really into, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're just like super passionate and there's certain people on there that like have inspired you in ways that I turn into a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. And like so it's it's amazing to be able to speak to those people who have like shaped your career and your yeah. whole like uh, music like in your life well it still blows me away that like you know i save the texts on my phone yeah like <laughs> greg hetson from bad religion in the circle jerks text me a little kiss emoji and like matt pinfield will hit me up once in a while and just ask how i'm doing like that stuff freaks me the fuck out yeah and it just keeps getting better and better and i just i don't know i i've talked to so many people on this show that shaped who i am that if mm -hmm. this ended tomorrow it's still a success it's still a success yeah. But Daniel Johns, if you're out there from Silverchair, I want you on the show. <laughs> Henry Rollins has turned me down twice, but I'm going to get him. 
I'm a, Hank, you're going to be even, on the show. I even emailed. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, hey, it's it's Christopher's wife. If uh, you could just do me this one favor, I'll get like major wife points. <laughs> <laughs> he's turned me down, but he's always uh, super, super polite and nice about it. I used to invite Henry to Christmas dinner at my mom's every year, and he'd always go like, oh, sorry, man, I wish I could. <laughs> I mean, it's still possible. Maybe he'll listen to this and decide he wants to do he's got an awesome podcast too with his assistant Heidi it's called Henry and Heidi so if you guys need to if you want to hear some really cool stories from one of my heroes which how have I not talked about Henry Rollins yet I know he's amazing his spoken word has literally changed how I think and believe sometimes I know that sounds weird but check out his podcast it's called Henry and Heidi it's on all the platforms so what else we got Okay. We're getting down so. to the bottom. We're get, it's almost 53 minutes in now, so yeah. Thanks, Scott. Thank next you, Scott. To the, next to On to the next question. On to the next question. <laughs> All right. So this is from Sarah in Oregon. Sarah in Oregon. What's going on, Sarah? She wants to know, how did you and your wife meet? Well, I've been doing a lot of talking, <laughs> so I'm going to let you take this one. I mean, I'll interject if I need to, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I guess from the beginning we were Facebook friends, but we didn't really like talk. We just, I think I added you because you were mutual friends with someone and I thought you were cute. Yeah. We just, uh, like saw each other on Facebook, Mm -hmm. liked posts and and whatnot. Like Carl Pilkington. We didn't know each other. And, um, one day I went to the beach at Bamboo Willies and uh, Christopher was playing in his uh, band, Rhythm Intervention. Reggae slash yes, whatever band. Uh, reggae band. And um, I grabbed a drink, sat down at the table, looked up at the band and I looked straight at him and I was like, wow, this guy's pretty sexy and I want to <laughs> know more about him. But and- didn't you think at first, like, isn't that that guy that... I've talked to him on Facebook. I, yeah, like I was like, he looks familiar. Like I think we're friends on Facebook, and yeah. I just I I never really paid attention to you before, like on Facebook. But then I saw you in person, and the way you played guitar, the way like you were passionate, and just like I'm you pretty moved crazy, and like yeah, it was exciting. You've made fun and, of me before about my face. And stuff no, but right. it's like exciting, and like uh, it's just really fun to watch you play guitar Thank and you. so i was like i'm gonna just message him and see what's up and <laughs> i was going to message you on the break because i saw you too <laughs> and as i opened my phone to go to messenger i had a message from you already i'm like whoa i don't yes. have to do any work at all it's already there yeah and so then like we went on a date and yeah and never were apart again never were apart again and then like two months later we were pregnant with our son silas there we go and then we (laughs) things moved very fast nine months later we moved to jamaica yeah (laughs) and then we had our daughter and And then we moved back and had our daughter yeah and and like it just we've been on a roller coaster ride but it's been a blast and i wouldn't change anything and i I love you and I love our I life. Love, I love you too. And you are the best podcast producer ever. And I will tell you why she's a producer on the show because uh, she takes care of the kids and is the best mom in the world. And she allows me the time I need to produce this and create it. And there's no way I could do this without you. So 
mushy stuff out of the way. I love oh, you. I totally Thanks. support it. And you've had amazing guests and you will continue to have amazing guests. Yeah. And it's something you love and I'm proud of you. It's a lot of fun. And uh, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because I knew that, you know, I knew it would be awkward. You've never done something like this. <laughs> I'm a little awkward. But it's fun, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think we have a couple more. One more. What have we got? We're getting close to the end here. So I know you guys are, if you're still yeah. listening, I, I give you guys an award for still listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to yeah. me. <laughs> um, so we have two more questions and this is from David in Texas. David in Texas. What's going on, David? All right. So David wants to know, what is your favorite female punk singer? I think I know this one. Do you? I don't know. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say Kira. She didn't sing. Oh, she played bass. that's right. Oh, he said sing. Oh, I love Kira, though. She's awesome. Sorry. Um, no, no, that's great. I mean, Kira gets a shout out. Kira Rossler from Black Flag. She's pretty awesome. <laughs> She's pretty awesome. Uh, if it's singer, punk rock singer, this is a hard question for me. Um, there's a lot of them. When I was younger, I won't say like super young, but like back in the early 2000s, Brody from the Distillers. I don't. You probably have you ever heard of the Distillers? Yeah. Man, she was killer. She's like a female version of Tim Armstrong, which I think her and Tim actually dated or were married or whatever. But she's she's killer. And I know they're still doing music or she's doing solo stuff. I need to check that out. Maybe she'll be on the show. I need to have more women. Yes, not only women, not women, only have women. you told me that, but also a friend of mine from Florida, Tatiana she hit me up and she's like, why don't you have more girls on the show? And I was like, I know I need to. So Tatiana shout out. I'm working on it. Girl power. Yes. <laughs> I will say another, one of my favorites and she was on the show, agent M from tsunami bomb. Yeah. She's fucking awesome. And she's doing survival guide, which is her like solo thing right now. She just did uh back in Christmas. She did guest vocals on an MXPX Christmas song. She's awesome. I always loved her voice. I know it's kind of maybe a guilty pleasure. You're not supposed to like it, but Haley from Paramore. I don't know if that's even punk. She's amazing. She's got a great voice. Yeah. She's, I mean, it's killer, killer voice. I think everybody had a crush on her back in the day. I'm not even talking crush. I'm just saying like her <laughs> voice was killer. She was really amazing. I will say there's a band right now on Fat Records that I've recently started listening to uh, called The Bomb Pops, and Jen and Polly are their two singers, two female singers, and it's screeching weasel kind of Chicago style pop punk. And I mean, it's really, really, really good. So I will say currently probably Jen and Polly from the bomb pops, but I love Brody from the distillers. Haley from Paramore gets, I don't even know if Paramore is a punk band or if they ever were a punk band, but she's an amazing singer. Yeah. And that's what I'll say, but I'll say currently, yeah, the bomb pops. So check out, they're on fat records. They're really, really good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll go to the we'll go to the. This is the last question, right? Last question. Who does this question come from? This is still from David. Oh, this is Texas. David again. Okay. All right. And I think David is a patron as well. I guess this is a pretty good one too, uh, to leave on. Okay. <laughs> what is the worst bathroom that you used on tour, and did you use it? I'm sure he used it. Yeah, because I don't I don't have that luxury. He doesn't have the luxury of holding it. When people are always like, like I had a buddy, I won't name any names because I don't know if he listens, but if he does, he'll get really pissed if I get his name out. But I had a friend that would only use his bathroom at his house. Mm -hmm. No matter if we were in Indianapolis an hour away or if we were 
wherever we were at, if he had to go to the bathroom, I mean, pee pee wherever he wanted to pee, but yeah. I'm, I'm talking deuces. Yeah. He would go home. He'd be sitting in my house. We'd be hanging out and go, oh, I got to go home for a little bit. Like, why? Just use my bathroom. <laughs> so I don't have that luxury of like, oh, it's time to go. I better go find a bathroom that's nice. No, you just do what you got to do. The worst bathroom that I ever used on tour. It won't even be on tour. The worst bathroom that I remember growing up while I was playing shows at the Emerson Theater in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really bad. A lot of cockroaches. Uh, I've walked in there before to use the restroom and there were like crust punks with mohawks having sex in one of the stalls. Like pretty gross. I don't think it's probably that gross anymore. The Emerson's still open. I'm sure they probably sanitized it since, you know, I was 16 and I used to go there. But yeah. Um, the bathroom at CBGB's in New York was pretty horrendous. Although I was there a couple of times and it wasn't bad, but most of the time it was pretty bad. But I used it. There's not, I'll tell you right now, if you're in New York City, you use whatever bathroom is available because nobody has public bathrooms. Yeah. Nobody. You're walking around New York City like, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, oh, sorry. What if I buy something? Nope. Like, yeah, they don't want you to use their no. bathroom. But there's, I mean, there were some places overseas where it was just a hole in the ground and you just put your feet. I can't remember the exact country now off the top of my head, but it's the thing where you just kind of put your feet and you squat and you do your, you do your business. You know, uh, I do know that in Japan, they've got those ones where you kind of, they're like a little like phone booth thing where you pay money and it opens up and you go in and you do your business and then it kind of self cleans itself. Wow. But, but yeah, I mean, bad bathrooms everywhere. I will say in Africa one time, it wasn't actually playing a show at a venue, but we were out in the middle of somewhere outside of Johannesburg and we stopped at this little like gas station to use the bathroom and it was horrible. And there were actual monkeys like kind of living in the bathroom and the door was ripped off the hinges and yeah, it was a nightmare, but uh, I've used them all because I don't have the luxury. (laughs) <laughs> we gotta go you gotta go so yeah <laughs> you, what's your worst bathroom that you've i ever mean used? There that, any, any in costa rica that were bad well, yeah like pretty much any hostel that you stayed in like the bathrooms were really finicky with like flushing it was really awkward like not very clean like yeah, i don't know it was rough but rough. I mean, I also, I stayed in this jungle house where like it was outdoor bathroom and it was amazing, like outdoor shower, outdoor bathtub, and you just like were one with nature and it felt amazing. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I take it that's the end of the questions. Do you have any questions you want to ask me or no? You're not really, I mean, if you have a question, I'll answer it. Um. <laughs> Are you going to start by dishes in the dishwasher? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I will, yes, I will start doing that. I always forget. I always clean the sippy cups before I go to sleep, but sometimes <laughs> I don't do that. Most no, of the time I don't cool. do that. Um, no, just are you going to start taking me on dates? I'm going to start taking you on dates as soon as my bookings for this show calm down. Okay. Because <laughs> right. I have like three or four this week, right? Yes, yeah. you have a, lot. I have a uh, lot. Yeah, like every day that you're off, you have a podcast. So, 
Yes, there will we're, be. There we've will been be. pretty busy, and like, no, I mean, it's just we have kids, and we're busy, and life's hectic. So. There will be many dates coming up. It is Mother's Day this coming weekend, so Happy Mother's Day! You're a wonderful mother. I love you. Thanks. I love you. But uh, I think that's gonna do it, guys. So thank you so much for listening. I want to say thank you to my beautiful wife, Felicia. I appreciate thanks. you being on the show. Do you want to say anything to the cool listeners out there? No, just thanks for listening to us. I hope I wasn't too awkward. And um, you guys have a great rest of your week. And um, maybe I'll be back on sometime. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, thank you very much. Make sure to check out all my sponsors. I want to give a quick shout out to my buddies over at Jabberjaw Media. Um, they are the network that I'm on. You can listen and subscribe at jabberjawmedia.com. And uh, I'm going to get out of here. Do you want to play any certain song? You want to play our song? Yeah. You want me to play that? Yeah. What? What? Who's the artist again? I'm so stupid. It's uh, Draw Your Swords. Draw Your Swords of uh, Julius and... I'll have to look it up. Uh, I don't remember yeah. the name. It's, a, it's, um, a, it's like a, a husband and a wife, right? Yeah, I mean... Pretty much our son was conceived too. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna play Draw Your Swords. I can't remember the actual name of the people that do it because I'm It's stupid, a good one. But it's good. So here it is. I'll see you guys next week and uh, peace out. See ya. So yeah, this is Chris with a correction, uh, just breaking in. Uh, the artist that does Draw Your Swords, our song is Angus and Julia Stone. So here it is. Draw Your Swords, Angus and Julia Stone. See you guys next week. Chris out once again.
Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>